certified, certified real. Hey, I'm a little excited. You heard it here first. Certified real. Airborne. You are now listening to Real Talk Podcast. This is certified. What up, people? Welcome back to another episode of Real Talk Podcast. We got the usual suspects in the building. We got myself. We got X, we got Gills, we got Banks, and we got Beastly Adams. Don't forget, make sure you like, share, and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. All that shit. Everything. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that. But today we got a good episode. Uh, The topic is what makes a good story? Now, yeah. For the screen, for film, whatever you want to call it. Now, just off top, what I wanted to say about, you know, what makes a good story. You need to have these three things in a story in order for it to make sense. If you don't have these three things, it's not going to rock. You need to have a character. You need to have a goal. And you need to have an obstacle. If you don't have any of those, well, not not any, you need to have all three. If you don't have all three, it's not going to make sense. So I just wanted to, you know, off top, get your thoughts about that. Like, I guess that they're all, obviously they're all related, but like, I see what you're saying about you can't have one without the other because you may have the, the craziest, you know, insurmountable odds or, you know, or, you know, conflict. And you may have, you know, the, um, as far as the most relatable plot, you know, story, you know, as far as, you know, what needs to be done. But if you don't have that character, like to, to bring it home, then that's really not going to matter or the person to deliver those, those lines. So yeah, I definitely agree with you, Terrell. I, I was going to co-sign that, like, just, you have to, I was, the only thing I would add to say something rooted in emotion. So whatever kind of emotion it is, happiness, sadness, you know, whatever, but but yeah, it has to. Your story has to be rooted in some type of emotion. Oh, what about you, X? I agree. I think that's like, um, like just the tip of the iceberg of it, though, right? Like, I think that's just like we. I'm sure we're gonna dive into like what makes a really good story, obviously. But that's definitely like for any story that you have, you definitely need to have um, those three. And like like uh, Gil said, you can't have one without the other. Like you can't have a goal without a character. You can't have a character without a goal, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I, I'd agree. I, I say the, definitely those things are, are definitely vital to all stories. So I, I agree. Um, all right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you the last one left and you pause for 15 seconds man <laughs> like what did you think was cool? oh my god <laughs> we're so extreme now uh, go ahead yeah you don't want to go you don't want to go he said uh, yeah he like he said he was like yeah yeah <laughs> I, don't I don't know what else to say yeah y'all hit it all Shit, we're, we're, just all that shit. The, we're just talking about the, the tip of the iceberg, right? Yeah, you want me to you want me to segue into some to some details? You could have segued. I could have. I didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> segue. All right. So um, you know, 
Yeah, I, 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 I think those those three things are definitely most important. Uh, those are, I would say, the basis. Um, you're definitely going to need a, a lot more things that's going to separate, you know, your good stories from your great stories. Um, but yeah, definitely without those three, you ain't going to have nothing. So um, what are like some of your, uh, you guys is like favorite uh, plot character and like, not, not plot, I'm sorry, character, uh, goal, obstacle combinations that you mm. guys have seen? What, what is your favorite ones that y'all have seen? Ooh. Uh, y'all, I gotta think on this one. Off the top, I mean, it's not even a black film. It's not even a black film, but Rocky. I think I thought Rocky was, you know, one of the insurmountable odds. You're you just you're just a dumb like you just a like poor out of luck. You know what I mean? Just you know, kind of wish washed. You know, journeyman boxer. Then the champ just comes and calls you out like, like, and you gotta. You, you, you're not even cool with your trainer or whatever, you know what I mean? You got, you not only you got that, you got the whole, um, if you, as far as you got the whole, uh, you know, the black white thing, but that, that's that's separate from his actually obstacle thing. But like, as far as jumping through the odds and, and things like that and, and trying to become something, it wasn't even about the win at the end of it. It was just about proving that he could, like he could just hang, that he could, that he wasn't just, just a dumb out of luck person. Rocky one's one of my favorite, one of the, my favorite Rockies out of that whole series. Like it, it just set everything off. But, but yeah, I think I think of Rocky. I think of other movies, but Rocky was was one of them. That first thing. That the first out. one. I mean, yeah, we're not going sidetrack, but the first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. First is cool. Me, I mean, the boys. Me my favorite. Boys, my heart. Boys, my heart. That's why I did. I didn't want to jump over into it. I'm like the first one. The scene. The scene that I jumped to the most is like like him, like him when his trainer comes into him. Mickey Mick comes to him and he's like, yo, he's like, yo, so like, let me train you. He's like, yo, you want to you want to come out? It stinks. Fucking stinks. This thing is. This nigga's like f you f everybody. I'm gonna die in the ring, whatever. Like this nigga's gonna knock me, beat my brains out, and then, and this nigga's like, all right, fuck it, let's let's go, let's go train. You know what I mean? Oh, like, that was never my mind. Shit. All right. <laughs> I don't even want to know. Why. Pause, pause, pause. My bad. Pause, pause, pause. I don't know, yeah. man. I felt more in, in part three when I felt more of that that part. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Everybody has their own. Anyway, we sidetracked totally just now because yeah. I, I wasn't trying to. But character. Yeah. By the way, check goal. out uh, check out the last episode. Speaking of Rocky, guys, uh, yeah, you know, on the podcast. Make sure y'all do that. But uh, go ahead. I think. Um, um, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I think for me, um, I would go with Get Out for recently, like most recent films. I think Get Out. The story was it had everything that you that you kind of needed. Um, and it also played on some some tropes. The representation was there. I'm big on representation in every story, no matter who we representing, whatever story, whatever the story is about should be a, an authentic representation of, of that. Um, but I think the story um, is a good one um, because the goal, everything was clear. Even the subtle hints of um, like when they doing the silent auction. You know what I'm saying like it was like that scene was so clear in the story that they didn't even need dialogue to make it clear. And, and that's like just full of um, that film is full of that. And then I also liked the little subtle hints of, um, you know, like he used the deer horns to kill him at the end. So I, I also like those type of things in the story where it's, it's a thing where you can either you catch it or you don't catch it. But later on, when you're told about it, you're like, wow, okay, that makes sense. So 
Um, for me, it, it would definitely be get out. Okay. And can I can I add to that X? I think also with with the timing of when that movie came out mm-hmm. too, I yeah, think yeah. was 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 also because yes. we ain't seen nothing like that until then, and then it was like oh snap. So. And that's a good and that's a good thing that's a part of stories that I think goes untold is timing. Like you can have a really dope story, but it'd be the wrong time and it like literally goes under the radar and nobody see it. And then 20 years from now we sit back and we watch the film and be like, yo, this was really ahead of its time, type shit. So timing is definitely something that's important when it comes to storytelling. Um for me personally, since X hit hit recent, I hit something that's more back. I used this as my answer earlier on my question. I say he got game, and the reason I use this movie is because there's so many things that correlate to everyday life for every other person. Like, you can literally sit yourself in that story. Maybe not your father killing your mother, or maybe not something like that, but a father trying to mend his relationship with his son after something tragic has happened. And the son is basically like, you're a kid, but he's like, I'm, I'm a man because I've been on my own, but he's like still trying to teach his son about life from from a different perspective than a general than a father that's been there every day would, and I feel like that that was just something that it, it was very relatable. The movie is about a basketball is about a basketball star played by an NBA player, but we hardly really focus on basketball other than the aspect of him going to the big school, and it showed what what the system will do to try to swing things their way. Like who's on let somebody out to go recruit your son? So I, I'd say that story for for. For those reasons. That was a dope movie. Yeah. Caitlin mm. actually asked me, did Denzel Washington play in He Got Games today? And I kind of, I was like, what? <laughs> 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 Dad, I recorded it and everything. Question real quick, and this is a side ahead, note, and I ahead, apologize, but if we take Denzel out of He Got Game, is that movie any good? No. Story wise, yes. Say As again? far. Story-wise, yes. Like I, the script, I, I, the story. The yeah. The, yeah, the actual but movie. The, but the, del- movie? No, the but delivery the without Denzel, I don't know. Movie, no. I don't know, because you take he, he put a lot of it, like he his character. Yeah. Right, unless you want to rely on Ray Allen carrying the movie, but then, yeah. I, I think I think I think is I think it just depends on what's the actor you put in there. I mean, obviously, right. yeah. If you take Denzel out of the movie and don't replace him, then yeah, it falls. It falls. But, but if you Delroy Lindo in there, then maybe yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like whoever you put in there might do just as solid of a job. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because I was just thinking about Ray Allen and the acting, and even the girl, like the acting in that movie was kind of. Yeah, I know that was supposed. Oh, so that's what you mean, carrying it from an acting standpoint. I think you need a heavy hitter like that. Like I think. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, because they they're not actors. I mean, Rosario Dawson is an actor, but she wasn't where she is now. And and we obviously know Ray Allen is not there, but but I think yeah, I think we see that all the time where you got um, newcomers to the game or people that aren't actors, and you surround them. And we talked about it with the Kevin Hart John. We talk it's it's gonna be similar with the Space Jam with LeBron James. I think I think that's it's similar to when Michael Jordan did Space Jam. You know what I'm saying? I think you I think that's like a, a, a unwritten rule that people just try to do. Like, oh, I want to make a movie around Ray Allen. Let me go ahead and start and get some real solid, you know, actors to at least bring the story together. I think that's like a give me, a give me type type thing. Like a need in a in a way. So, uh, double double side note: uh, Kobe was actually the one that was signed on to play, uh, and he got game. But and I think I think yeah, I think Kobe would have been a better actor. He would he would have he would he would have been a better actor. But like but he said he was going to train for the season, so he didn't want to he wanted to yeah get he was so. he was preparing himself for yeah. the NBA. I would have loved to see that, but yeah. 
I think it would have been a different feel, though. I think it would have been a way different feel. I think Ray Allen was perfect for that for that feel that it was. And I think um, people was kind of was seeing him as like a like a, a Marbury type a type feel. And I think Ray Allen filled that hole a lot better than Kobe would have been. But I think Kobe would have been a better actor. If that makes sense. 100%. I get, I get what you mean. Um, who didn't answer the question? I don't know. Terrell. Terrell and Gills didn't oh, answer yeah. I thought Gills oh. went first. Gills yeah, went first. Know. Yeah, Gills oh. went first. Yeah, it was me. I don't think you read. I don't think Reggie and Terrell. Yeah, yeah, Reggie, Reggie and Terrell. Yeah, Reggie and Terrell. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, Terrell. Question. Oh, um, I answered again. <laughs> <laughs> if we got to Any, <laughs> I was going to go ultra simple. I was just going to say The Equalizer, directed by Antoine Fuqua. Fucking terrible story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. Go ahead. Uh, hey, that's like the worst you, pick out of all of them. It's the worst pick, though. But go ahead. It, I mean, I can understand why, why but... I, like, why I, I said that? Or why did he pick The Equalizer? Why did you say that? No, no, no. No, 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 no. Let me, let, let me explain. No, no, no. no. Everyone, everyone's, everyone's entitled to an opinion. It's cool. It's cool. They can say it works I don't know. I just, I just, I just like, I just, for some reason, the story resonated with me. Just like, it, it wasn't ultra complicated. It wasn't difficult it to follow. It resonated I said, with you. I, wait, what? Which part resonated, resonated with you? Which, which part, part resonated with you? Okay, are we talking about Equalizer uh, 1 they, or Equalizer 2? Hey, when it was in the... Uh, Equalizer when it was in the, 1. Oh. When it was in Home Depot, F niggas up. That's, that's, Yo, so exactly. that's what I was going to say. Yo, I was going to say, was it the, the, him fighting or or the girl um being a, a sex traffic? Which one equal, Which one? Uh, you know, resonated with you? Oh, right. See, it's nothing but jokes on here. You can't even no, say... No, 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 no. no. Say I'm going to get it. So I don't even want to hear it. No, I just, I just, I just like uh, Robert McCall, Denzel Washington's character. I like how they, you know, unfolded his character and, um, and, and every, in every film, you kind of want to know like the personality of each character and, you know, it doesn't even have to be in the most extravagant way. It doesn't have to be in a super crazy gunfight or, you know, something that's, that that shows a lot of bravery. It could be something as simple as, like in the beginning of that film, you know, he wakes up in the middle of the night, sits at his dining room table, and takes a tea bag and he folds it into a napkin and puts it in his shirt. Goes down the street and he reads, you know, he sits in the same seat in a diner, reads the same book. It just it it was just weird to see how he was in that same routine all the time. And it just kind of gets you curious, why does he do things so exact in that way? And then it leads up to the part where he's fucking niggas up and he, you know, he, he has his watch and he's timing, you know, how long it takes for him to clear a room with 10 dudes in there. So was, I just thought that was like, you know, things like that are interesting. And then of course, obviously you have the goal is to, stop you know save the girl or do whatever and then the obstacle is just those goons that are in the way mm. about you bc what's your thought um i don't know see i wasn't even all right yeah i'm gonna go ahead and go with the uh back in the day easy one classic 
I'm going with Coming to America, classic. Uh, Prince Hakeem yeah. is the character, great character, great choice. Uh, the problem is he needs a wife. All the obstacles, all the jokes and crazy shit that he ran into along the way. Finally gets that girl, gets that queen and queens, goes home. I mean, I know it's real, you know, it's comedy, so it's different, but it fits, you know, that's, that it is what it is. Every, you know, all good movies have those three things. So there it is. <clears throat> I think, um, I think all movies have those, 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 those things. And I, and I want to go deep, dive deeper into it. Right. Cause we know every movie got a beginning, middle end, so, but there's like other things that you learn, you know, as storytellers that you gotta have in a story to make everything click. Right. So, you know, like you have act one, act two, act three, act four, et cetera. And then inside of those acts, um, you have you have some things, right? Like so in act one, you have um the normal, like that character's normal, like what Terrell was explaining with, with the equalizer, what he does every day, you know, with his tea bag, the restaurant, you know what I'm saying, eating, reading, whatever the case may be. Um, then that goes into the inciting incident, which kind of like um takes your character out of his normal or out of her normal. Um you got the call to action and then the unexpected reversal. Um, and that's, so how familiar are y'all with that? And my second part, second part to the question is, do y'all notice those things when you're watching films? Like, is that something that you look, that you're looking for? Or are you simplifying a little bit more? Like as long as they have the, you know, the character, the goal, the opposite. I do, I do now. And that's the reason I view a lot of movies that I watched as a kid different now because I, I'm looking for those things and I'm not just watching it for pure entertainment. So, uh, yeah, I definitely notice those now. You you more so see them more blatant in certain types of movies. Like the call to action is going to be more so obvious in, in not, no pun intended, but an action movie. Like you're going to see what gets them, you're, like it's going to be obvious what gets them to where they need to go. And I feel like... Um, they're more, um, it's more simplistic in those type of movies, like that aspect. Uh, you have what what gets them out of their norm. I feel like I feel like that's every movie. I feel like the story to turn to you see whatever catches that character's attention or diverts their 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 energy in a movie. So I I notice it now, but earlier on watching movies as a kid, never ever. Even up to like fifteen, I was just watching for pure entertainment. Um, I would say from having this conversation, I now know that those are what those things are called. Uh, but yeah, uh, I would say from, oh, yeah. from, from, I don't even know how long back I would know. I know those things that you just named. Uh, um, and I, and now it's to the point now where you like, I can almost, you almost know what's going to happen next, depending on what movie it is, what franchise it is, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so fast, man. yeah, not now, uh, I can take those, uh, terms you just gave us and, uh, apply those to, to, to win and almost probably maybe even predict when those things are going to happen. Um, because most movies follow those, not most, all movies pretty much follow that format. Yeah. Um, I honestly, like when I was watching movies coming up, like growing up, I was, um, like you could, you could kind of, you watch enough movies, you can kind of understand. Like, okay, the movie don't end here. This is, you know, there's something that's supposed to happen here that that turns everything around, or, you know, the bad guy has to, 
bad guy has to slip up or say his evil plan and you know like whatever you know, whatever movie you're watching as you're growing up but then you know it wasn't until like really until i got to a film school that i started breaking films down into three acts or whatever so you can see you know like exactly when the inciting incident is going to be in the first act where resolutions in the third act or you know whatever you know just breaking it down so to a point where now i'm looking at time like looking at movies and looking at you know what's the time frame of it so i see a 90 minute movie i already know 30 minutes for act one, 30 minutes for act two, 30 minutes for act three, um, and just breaking it down that way, but like just kind of seeing exactly where everything is placed. But yeah, for my, my answer would be, yeah, it wasn't until till school that I, like I really officially had some terms to put behind these things that I was already noticing. So. I think whether people know it or not, the average moviegoer or movie watcher, and by average, I mean you you probably might go to a movie theater maybe once or twice a month, roughly, but you, you know, you watch movies on a regular, you kind of subconsciously know all of these elements, the normal, the inciting incident, the call to action. It just, you kind of, it's, you instinctively know, like, this is supposed to happen. And it's almost common sense to have a beginning, middle and end to a story. We've been learning that in grade school. The beginning is obviously, okay, what world am I in? Who are these people? What are they doing? Um, how that and then how is the story going to move forward? Obviously, you give them a goal and you that that's how the story's going to move forward. That's how you move it to the middle. And then you have the, the setbacks, downfalls and different attempts and whatnot. We'll probably get deeper into that later. But you have that then you have the end where you have the final attempt, the climax, and something to resolve everything that happened in the story, and essentially they accomplished their goal. It it's some, you it doesn't have to be like a strict definition, but most people know this. They they just obviously again they don't have that structure in their mind. Oh no, I kind of disagree. I think I think the average movie goal has hasn't maybe have an idea but I don't think they know um I think if we said you know average movie goes down I think they would um get stumble up on it like what's the normal is this the inciting incident or was that the inciting incident I think I think like for me I didn't I didn't pay attention to that stuff until I, I started film school um and then I read and then them pointing it out like this is an inciting incident not this right so so you can that's have why I said that's why I said subconsciously. I didn't mean those specifics. I mean no, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I don't yeah. think they have it subconsciously, right? So like you could have a movie where where a, a, you know your character um trips, hit, bangs his leg and breaks his breaks his leg, and you know, and then go to the hospital. Um and something that happens at the hospital, um, he, he I don't know, his his mom's get a an a, a, a heart attack while he's at the hospital, and now he has to fight to to figure out how he's going to help his mom's what is the exciting incident the break in the leg or or the heart attack that his mom's had right heart attack. you know what i'm saying so I, I but i think that's something that you realize once you start studying it and you're starting to see why this is that this is the um the um inciting incident and then the break in the leg would be just an obstacle that he has to get over to figure out how he's going to help his mom you know what I'm saying? i think that some and I, and we see that in films all the time like we talked about the fatherhood, what's, you know what I'm saying? Like what's the inciting incident? The baby, having the baby or his um his wife dying 
or his mother or the, 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 the grandmother and the issues, which, which ones are the obstacle, which one is the inciting incident, right? Like, so I think, I think most people would struggle with that unless they go to school and really figure out down now. But I also think um, the average moviegoer is more so not um, going to the movie theaters twice a month. Like I like my parents. I think my parents are average moviegoers because they watch a lot of TV. But like sitting down and watching a new movie is rare. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And I have conversations with them all the time where they say like this is what it is and that's what it is. And I be thinking like nah, that's wrong. So that's why I I personally think that I think that um the average moviegoer wouldn't wouldn't necessarily pinpoint if that makes sense. But I also think sometimes the average movie go, I think the what we do is we kind of outside of our studying, we've learned to that we can compare that to our own kind of lives, right? So like once you understand what a normal is, then you know what the normal is, right? Because some movies don't start the normal at the beginning. They might start it, it might be the second scene or third scene or whatever mm -hmm. the case may be that you actually see the normal. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I I I kind of I agree and disagree with with well I agree I kind of agree with both of y'all to some extent because I feel like I feel like it's I feel like, like more people are more so like Reggie like I know what this is but I don't know the name of that shit like I couldn't I couldn't come tell you but at the same time everybody's not as insightful as everyone else everyone doesn't examine everyone doesn't observe things like everyone else so I feel like it, it's it's kind of give and take I feel like there's some that do that are like in quit and really pay attention and really get into it. And then there are the ones who are watching for pure entertainment. So. Yeah, good side. looks, Banks. Good, good yeah. looks, Banks. I appreciate that compliment, dog. Quick, side, <laughs> quick sidebar um, that I just thought of while he was talking. The reason why I think that is because I, because, because I feel like a lot of people outside of the film community think the film community is opinion. Oh. Right? So I think that's why I think that, right? So like, I just side, but I have arguments with my with my peoples all the time. Like like one of the one argument that I always remember is my mom said that um, Deadpool is stupid funny to her because that's what she feels it is and what she gets from it. Like the joke says it is stupid funny, right? Us sitting here, we know that that's not the name for it, right? But I feel like a, there's a lot of people outside of the community that think like that, right? Like like my sister always says she don't like horror movies. Right, so she don't want to watch anything that that's close How to horror. Fuck are y'all siblings? <laughs> but she, but she, that's why with siblings, she don't like horror movies because of me. But um, oh, okay, okay. But, that but like for that makes, makes sense. Makes perfect but like sense. For, perfect for example, sense. for example, I might say, yo, yo, let's watch um, Hannibal Lecter. Right, that's not really a horror movie, right? Compared to like um, some of the other stuff that she don't want to watch, like I don't know it. Right, so to me, it ain't that bad. I'm just saying. I'm just, I, what, what I, I'm, I'm just saying. There's a there's a there's a there's an obvious difference there. Yeah. Um, and, and but to her, they're all hard. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I think. That's I think that's why I think that because I feel like a lot of people believe oh. that so we don't. Have, she just registered them shits right together, like they yeah, like. She just registers. Oh, okay. If, if okay. she don't, if she thinks it's a horror, then it's a horror. Regardless, she has never seen it. Nothing. Just like when I said with my mom's. She told me that Deadpool was stupid funny, and I was trying to explain to her like, "Nah, stupid funny is more like what the Wayans was doing with scary movie. That's more of a stupid funny, and, and what you're thinking of stupid funny is Deadpool is not stupid funny, right? Like, I, you know what I'm saying? And I, and I be trying to explain to people all the time that just like doctors, lawyers, et cetera, et cetera, there's people you know at the top that's that's that has come down and say, "Yo, this is what 
horror movies is. This is what drama movie is. This is what, you know, comedy is. And if these, if it, if it has these elements, then that's what it is, right? Like, so you can get mixtures of stuff, but you still, if you have these elements, that's what it is. So I, that's why I think, that's why I think that about, you know, the average movie goers because they automatically think, oh, this, like, just like everybody would say, I think this is a good movie, so it's a good movie, even though we could sit here and say it doesn't have any of this that it needs to have to be a story. Yeah. But just because you like it doesn't mean, you know, doesn't mean that this is a good story. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I, I feel like a lot of the average people push their opinions on it and be like, all right, this is what it is because if I don't like it, then I don't like it type shit. I got you. Sidebar. It's like a lot of um like universal, it's basically a universal rule. Like two plus two is four. Like this is, you know, this is a this is act this is how act one is supposed to go. This is how act two is supposed to go. And you know, everything has has a definition to it. So now I do I do see like your point X. It actually makes perfect sense. Um yeah. <laughs> Question. Um I said we I know we're talking about what makes a great story and uh like more importantly what makes a, a great story for like film to bring it to the screen right mm -hmm. so when we're talking about bringing that story to the screen and like in order of importance like who do you think like where does it where do they rank as far as an order of importance as far as a director an editor and a writer what do you think writer, writer. Bring, bringing it to the screen and bring it to the screen i think I mean, it's valid it's valid it's valid why do you think writer though Think editor, but go ahead, go ahead. You're talking about wait, wait, Gills. You're talking about like what makes bring it to the screen, bring good story, like like you're creating a story, right? But like, is if it's on paper, it's on paper, whatever. But like, as far okay. as creating that story and bringing it to the screen, what is the order of importance? Because the editor can't do it without the director or the writer, and the writer can't bring it to the screen himself if he's not the also the director. You know what I mean, or editor, like you know, get what I'm saying? Like, what, well, like, well, if you, well, yeah, well, if you say it like that, a good story is is a good story, and if it's already written, it's written. Mm -hmm. So, bringing it to the to the screen, I would say the director has a more important role, only because he has to use his his knowledge and his expertise, and his use his interpretation to tell that story obviously it's it's already a good story on paper but if, if we're talking about that then yeah I, I would say director like every time thanks why you said editor i only heard editor and uh writer i didn't hear director it's director I only, so you I think only direct, why do you think director hmm? director me personally because i feel like you're the other one who had you when you're bringing it like he said when you're the story after it's written it's written when it's out of there, we already talked about in the past episode when we were talking about books being adapted to movies uh, in, in like a brief conversation that it, it, it's not always going to go exactly how you've seen it, exactly how you wrote it. I have to interpret here. I have to bring your story to life. And a lot of times in books, like you, you said, direct quote from you, a lot of stuff that's done in the books, it can't be done on screen or nobody has an idea on it. So I feel like the director is more important in that aspect because I have to make all of this, the visual. I have to create the visual. When everybody sees this, this is what I contributed to it. They're gonna see the contribution to it. And I feel like the story 
you could get there. It, it, it's, it's hit and miss. You can write a good story, but can I deliver it and put it up on the screen? If that, if that makes sense. Mm. So for me, I'm a little torn. I'm a little torn. I'm a little torn, torn because in, in an order, like in an order, like what you're saying, like if I had to put it in order, I would put yeah. um, writer, director, editor, right? Mm-hmm. Because, um, but, but um, I think it's different. Like what you mentioned about taking the story, I mean, taking the story to um, like an adaptation, I think it's different because um, if you have a book, you're going to get a writer to, to take mm-hmm. that, that, that story and make it into a screenplay. Right, so that that's the bridge that's there, but I but I'm also looking at it from a point where a writer literally is the blueprint. Like that that script is literally a blueprint, yeah. right? So like I'm creating the visuals with my writing, right? And then the director is literally taking that and putting it on screen, right? Now, like you said, there could be a disconnect, right? Like they could like you could be saying, um, you know she's doing a fighting scene and you and I as a writer I can visualize it this way but somebody else who's reading it might visualize it a different way and then that's where it comes into like all right well this director didn't do a great job with visualizing the story right but I think the blueprint literally is is the script so like if I'm building a house and I give you the blueprint you know your contractors your your people that's putting the house together if they follow what you put on a piece of paper if the piece of paper is beautiful then the house should be beautiful Right, so that's that's where I'm kind of torn at, um, in in the thing because you do get, but and then there's times where you get a shitty story, but you got a good director and and they, he made something out of it. But but also you know things get changed as you as you go along, um, but I think you can't do nothing without the writer, right? Like if you don't write a vi- a story that can be visualized enough to where they can storyboard it, everybody can visually see what you're trying to do on paper and then put it together. I don't think you don't you don't have anything. I think there's absolutely nothing there. And then the editor literally follows the you know what the director wants, if that makes sense visually. So I think I would, obviously the director and the writer can't can't do it without each other. But I think in importance, I think the writer is more important. Would you say that that disconnect that I was speaking on, or them being connected and being on the same page, would you say? that can probably be more important than both of them. Like them actually getting it, like them coming together and figuring, syncing that shit up and figuring it is kind of like a good ass basketball player on a terrible ass team. You good as hell, but it doesn't translate because we can't, we can't piece it together. So I think, I I don't know if it's more important, but I do think it's very important to have a, 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 at least, at least the director having a connection with the script. Like, I don't think he necessarily need a connection with the, with the writer in a way and sort of way. But I think if he has that connection with the script, mm-hmm. I think it works, which I think a lot of times when we see um, writer director films that they kind of connect a little bit better because it's one person, one mind, one chain of thought type thing. But I think we, I think it's doable. You know, obviously it's doable. We, it happens every day all the time, but when it comes down to importance, I do think the writer is probably more important. What you had, Reggie? I saw that you had you about to say something. It wasn't a moment you was like that. I thought I saw that. I thought you was about to connect it to music or some shit. Yeah, yeah. What you, what you think? No. What you think, Gil? I, I chose I chose a director because the director is going to be um, not only in the not only the one taking the source material and bringing it to uh, the screen, but also you. A lot of times the director is going to be in the editing room with the editor as well. 
pinpointing exactly, you know, what they want where, right? But at the same time, I feel like you can have a mediocre story or even just an average story in a great director and just bring it to life, you know, in, in a different way, in a, in a different, like in a different caliber than if, say, if you had like a, an average director or a mediocre director and you had a great story, you know, you're not going to get the same result. So I think they're, they're, they wear the most hats and I think they're, they're probably the most important in this scheme of things. So question. Yeah. So question. Is your correlate, the correlation you come with is saying that no matter what this writer give me, the, the give or take is here. You can give me a great story, I can fuck it up, or I can make it pop, or you can give me a terrible story and I can fuck it up or make it pop. Is that what you're saying? Kind of. Yeah. Like on the door. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Because gotcha. yeah. I was going to say, um, to, to a filmmaker, it'll probably be trash. Like, like to, a, to someone who knows what a good story is, it's probably going to be trash. Mm-hmm. But if, you know, if it's the average moviegoer who, who, who is just entertained by it, then it's probably going to be good. So, I mean, part of, that's why part of me wanted to say all three were equally as important. Mm-hmm. Because that's, I mean, that's typically how it is. That's, that's, I know in some certain cases in school, that's what they teach us. One role isn't more important than the other. You know, the, the um, camera isn't more important than the audio guy or the lighting isn't more important than this guy. Like everything is equally important. If one area lacks, it, that's, that doesn't mean, oh, you can probably save the film. Nah, I mean, they, they do say if, if, you know, you could have shitty video and your, if your audio is really, really crispy, it can still be an okay film, but I'm 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 more leaning towards everything is you no know, equally important all positions. You're right, but if you said that, I would have called you playing the safe. Like, ah, right, these niggas niggas being safe right now. So, but yeah, but you're think, right. Um, you're right. I, I think I think I think what Terrell's saying is a valid point. But um, what we are le- what we are leaving out though is um, this is it's like you said cinematography. I think that's more important than editing. And then in some cases, I think it's more important in, the, in directing in certain cases, depending on what you're doing. But what you're saying, Terrell, I think it depends on what we're talking about. Like for his question, like like for, for example, like if you got um, shitty camera, um, you know, the person on your camera is terrible, you can kind of hide it in editing and say it was a stylistic choice, right? So you can hide it. Cause if you have, and then if you have great audio, I can believe that it was a stylistic choice at this point, right? Um, and then if you have a bad director, you know, you got if you as long as you got good shots, good audio, I could just go get somebody else and recut that. Mm-hmm. Hence, like what we saw with with um, Zack Snyder, right? Like we had cuts, we didn't like it or it didn't go well. Let's get another director in there, use some of those same cuts, go film some new stuff, and boom, we got a completely different story. Um, in a way, right? So I think, it, so I, I kind of agree with that. Um, you know, they're kind of on an equal playing field. But at the end of the day, if you don't have a, a, a person, that's, a writer that's writing that story, you really don't have it. What you got, Reggie? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> Bro, I brought up that point, it kind of like, uh, I don't want to say change my, my, my answer or thoughts, but it, it, it kind of just, I guess, solidified it i think with what terrell made up a good point about the there's not one bigger than the other so it kind of makes me feel like 
in a general way of asking this question because Gil's question is very specific. I feel like with the being it put directly to screen, if that's the question, to me, it would be just the director would be the top is, is the way I feel because no matter, I, I, but then again, I'm torn because if you don't have a good story, it doesn't fucking matter. So, it, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it, it, it's, it's weird. So that's why when Terrell said that, it makes a good, it's a good point because if you have a bad one of the three, your, your, your story or your movie is going to fail. So you kind of have to have all three of them be good or solid in order to carry the, the story onto screen properly. So I would equate that to uh, film being more of, of a football team versus a basketball team where like on a basketball team, you could have three stars and dominate or two stars and dominate. But on a football team, everybody got to play their part or you're fucked. I think that's just the mindset you, you have to have going that's into it. filmmaking yeah. overall, like re regardless of who you think is more important. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, when shit hits the fan, you know, yeah. Someone got certain fall. things might help and might save the project, but no matter what, you don't, you don't go into a project and say, okay, we got to make sure our director's really good. Fuck the writer or fuck mm. this guy. As long as he's good, everything's going to be good. No, nah, you right. can't think that way. You got to right. make sure everybody is on point. And we even can, the product. Yeah. And you can even uh, add an actors because I can have a dope story, a dope director. And if you give me, you know, terrible actors, everything could fall apart. <laughs> so I just think it just depends. Because I think we, we've seen, and I feel like the first movie that comes to mind is... Is those transformer movies uh, where where you have, shit. you have decent <laughs> acting, I a decent story, you know, a great a great um cinematographer, a great director, and you get beautiful shots, shots that you like, yo, that was a dope ass shot. CGI is on point, but but you always come out like feeling like you're missing something, like oh I wish they would have did this, or I wish they would have did that, or I wish you know the story had a little bit more purpose or meaning or whatever the case may be. So I think it just it's a it's a collaboration of everything on point and then you have a you know you have a great a great project thanks again for checking into another episode of real talk podcast uh make sure you like subscribe and share check us out on apple podcast spotify youtube all that good shit and we out Certified, certified real. Hey, I'm a little excited. You heard it here first. Certified real. Everybody. You are now listening to Real Talk Podcast. This is certified.